Michael Marv here, welcoming you to another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your go-to show for IT professionals looking to enhance their business operations, customer support, and network strategies. Today's live episode is brought to you by NetAlly, your partner in network performance. Yeah, all that to say, I'm going to help you do your business better, smarter, and faster. You guys like that for some reason. So here we are, Wednesday evening for the live show streaming on LinkedIn, YouTube, and the Facebook. We have no guest for this evening, but that doesn't matter. We have plenty to talk about. I will be talking about the Florida Man Games, which did happen over the weekend. Some of you thought that was a joke, but it was not. And I have proof for you. Uh, we are going to be picking a lucky Amazon gift card winner from the Wheel of Names for those that participated in the monthly queue this past uh, month where we asked who your favorite, uh, what your favorite Toby Keith song was and asked for your suggestions on how I should respond to CJ with his Please advise at the end of each email. I am also going to be talking about, let's see, uh, Synchro has a new CEO. March is money month, and we are going to have a whole bunch of guests on during the month to talk about all the things we should do and should not do when it comes to money in our business it is going to be fantastic. I will be sharing tips that I have learned from my attorney client over the years. And if you did take the time to read the description that I put for tonight's show, yeah, I almost died. So we'll chat about that and I'll tell you a little bit about it. But first, I want to give you a little bit of what happened this past weekend and let you know that I cannot believe, and yes, I will admit, I am not ashamed to admit that I sat in my office doing work and watching the Florida Man Games. Watch stupidity occur on the grandest spectacular scale. What, what brings you out here today? Uh, to win. To win. Uh, I've been in Florida my whole life. Uh, and they're calling these events. I'm calling this Tuesday afternoon. What prepares somebody for the Florida Man game? Experience. Being in Florida. As three years, all I did for income was scrapping. So, I mean, I. The end of one of our events is, is hitching a trailer. We do that four or five times a day. So 
in the end, I think experience will ultimately overcome and cause bring home a victory. If you are listening to the audio replay of this, there is a link in the show notes to that video. But of course, you can go to the YouTube and just put in Florida Man Games and you will see tons of videos from what happened this past weekend. It was an event that, yes, it probably started out as a joke, but it turned into a huge event in St. Augustine, Florida. And it was basically a full day of events. I'm going to put up the schedule here that uh, it started at 9.30 a.m. I didn't start watching until, I don't know, 10.30-ish, maybe. Uh, They had already done the Eat the Butt Challenge. There was the Pool Noodle Mud Duel that I watched live. Of course, the alligator demo. You can't have a Florida man event without an alligator. Uh, then you had the two bikes, a catalytic converter, and a handful of copper pipes. Uh, Florida man pinup girls. Yes. And apparently, this was not the first year for that event. That had actually happened before. So there was a defending Florida ma'am uh, that participated in here. The Category 5 cash grab was just basically one of those booths with the, the money flowing around and you had to grab as much as you can. I think the winner came away with over $1,100 in that uh, cash grab. So that was good. Chicken Coop Bingo, probably the most ridiculous of the games where, yes, there were bingo cards and they put live chickens out on this human-sized bingo card and – Wherever the chickens pooped, that was your number. Uh, then there was Florida Man Sumo, the mullet contest, and what everybody was waiting for, the evading arrest challenge. It was something to be seen. Uh, I think I had misspoke when I thought that they were going to have about 10,000 people in attendance. They actually were expecting 5,000, uh, but I think they were close to the ten. There were a lot of people there. I was, I was quite shocked. And some of you asked, did you go? <laughs> no, no. St. Augustine's about a five hour drive from here. And I, while I, while I observe Florida man, while I respect Florida man, uh, I am not Florida man and you are not going to see me there. However, they have already talked about doing it again, and if somebody would like to sponsor a trip where I would go up and cover Florida Man and do a live podcast, well, that I might do, but I will not be participating and partaking in of that. So uh, we'll have all the links that you can go back and, and look at Florida Man games, and you would have thought that there would have been a lot of Florida Man arrest on that Saturday night, but there weren't. I think all of them were up in St. Augustine trying to compete. There was a total of 16 teams well represented. Uh, Some of them actually came from South Florida. I was quite shocked there. So Florida Man Games in full effect, and wow. 
Let's go ahead and do the Wheel of Names. I did not bring it up, so let me take a couple of minutes to bring that up while I am chatting here. Basically, this Wheel of Names is based on the monthly queue that I did for the month of February. And there were two questions that I put on the website, and you can always find the monthly queue if you head over to itbusinesspodcast.com and select the queue. And uh, right now, if you go there, it's going to say close, nothing there. But um, if you enter, you would get the chance to participate and get the opportunity to win an Amazon gift card, which we are going to do right now. And the wheel is up. I've got the names here. So let me actually share the screen so you can see that we are doing this for real. So bring that on the screen. There is the wheel. And we are going to shuffle the names and give it a spin here. And while it's spinning, it seemed that all of you only knew one Toby Keith song. Oh, the screen did a double take. Mike Wise from Clockwork Networks, good friend of the show. Mike Wise is the winner of this month's, well, not that it will be every month, but this particular Q winner, Amazon gift card winner, Mike Wise. So, Mike, I don't know if you're, I know you're not watching probably, but if you are listening to the replay, I hopefully will have reached out to you uh, and get you by get your Amazon gift card to you before you do that. Um, check in the chat here. Uh, Eric, our good friend, the show previously uh, on YouTube before mine, live podcast at Florida Man 2025. Sounds like another IT business podcast plus ATMSP crossover event. Eric, if you if you're willing to come down and join me. At the Florida Man Games, we can do that. Uh, both you and I will have cameras that we can live stream and do all that. That sounds that sounds like a pretty good idea. All right. And let's see here. Well, before I get into this topic, let me go ahead and do this. Um, I'll tell this story earlier than I planned, and then we will break for a commercial and then come back. Uh, so... It's coming up. Tomorrow will have been three weeks from the time that this event happened. It was a Thursday night. I had just finished meeting um, with my informal peer group that I meet with every other Thursday. I had done a podcast interview earlier in the day. I had a couple of client visits. And then I was participating on another podcast that evening a good friend of mine, Jim Collison, has a podcast uh, on the Average TV, the Average Guy TV YouTube channel, and his show is Home Gadget Geeks. And every so often I'm on that show. Uh, because it's not about tech business, I really don't promote my appearance over there, but maybe I will going forward. Uh, but I had done his show, and we had talked about some of the things that – some of the stuff that I had done at my house that qualify as home gadgetry, uh, we talked about the topic of <laughs> is there too much gadgets that can be done? We talked about the fact that 
I had gotten a new Keurig coffee maker here at the office, and it was the Smart Keurig, which comes with an app. And I was quite surprised that in order to get stuff set up, all it kept doing is telling me to download and install the app, which what I found out after the fact, you don't need the app. But the app is pretty cool if you want to start the coffee maker, if you want to check certain statuses and then order coffee. It's ridiculous. So we had got that that day as well. So I had just tried that out. So it was a, it was a full day. So afterwards, I'm sitting in my office. And for those of you that do not know, I, I have a real office. Many of you know me as the man in the van, the solo tech, even though I had techs working for me in the past. I do not have any full-time techs that work with me now. The only person in the office with me is my wife. Uh, we used to have my nephew come and work, but he is actually up in central Florida staying with my mom. So her and I are the only full-time people in the office, and then I have the subcontractors that I do work with. But that particular night, it was probably 10.45 p.m.-ish. Uh, my house is a 1,000 feet that way. And while I was working, I was popping candy, and it nothing really significant. Actually, it was like the little red and white spearmint cop, uh, candy, and that candy is supposed to just quickly, you know, disintegrate and become chewable and swallowable. I don't know if that's a word, but that's what I said. And, you know, I'm getting up there in age, and, and apparently I forgot how to swallow and chew candy. So I started choking and choking significantly enough that I don't know how long I was out, but at some point I must have hit my head on the desk, the credenza behind me, the floor. And I don't know how long I was out, but I woke up literally on the ground and it took me a few seconds or minutes to get up and the right side of my face, and you, you're not going to really see it if you're watching the video, but I've got a big old thing right by my eye. I had a big old scrape above my eye. I had swelling underneath my eye and I, it was pretty significant and my head was hurting. So I had to call the wife, get her out of bed, have her come down. She took one look at me and said, we're going to the hospital. And I spent until 5.30 a.m. Uh, at the ER here in Fort Lauderdale. And they were, they were scared to death that I had done something pretty significant. The, if you look at my eye, when you see me in real life, you probably won't notice now, but I probably will still have, apparently I fractured an orbital bone right underneath my eye. Uh, they were Worried about spinal injury because I had tingling in my arms down to my hands. I had soreness uh, at the base of my neck. My shoulders were sore. And that was after several hours of waiting in the, in the ER, which you would have thought, you know, somebody coming in with a head injury, blood, it would have been a pretty big thing. Because once they got me in there, they were like, oh my goodness, we got to have exams. We got to do a CT scan. We got to do. But before that, of course, the ER is full and there were people with much more serious things outwardly 
than I had. Um, but it was kind of a weird event. So it, uh, it was interesting. I wasn't supposed to work the next day, but I did. And I don't, I don't know what to say except to let you guys all know that if I had seemed off and weird for the past couple of weeks, that's why. And it was about time that I shared that with you to let you know that, yeah, I had a pretty serious situation and we were, we were kind of worried and I don't know how long I was unconscious, which for me is a big thing. Never been unconscious, played football, basketball all my life, had major injuries, had dings to the head, concussions, uh, never knocked unconscious and never been in a situation where I had to call somebody and say, hey, come check me out. So that changed my perspective on a lot of things. What I also have not promoted to a lot of you is that I do another podcast. Uh, I had a podcast back in uh, 2020 when COVID came out that was just kind of a friends and family show. I have not done that in quite some time, but I did start another show recently called The Unhealthy Podcast where the whole premise is I want myself, my family, and friends to be in a position where we can live healthy and be happy. And that is a show that I started with the premise that it would be me making sure that I'm doing all the things that I need to do to make sure that, you know, I'm leaving, living a happy, healthy life. Uh, but that I would talk to other people that had stories and experiences and ways that they had overcome unhealthy things in their lives. And of course we could talk about, you know, our weight and our diet and our health. Uh, but it goes well beyond that. It goes, it goes to mindset. It goes to mind, body, spirit as a whole. So there are things that we deal with on a regular basis that affect us. Um, and it's not always, you know, that overt outwardly appearing health issue. There are things internal that we deal with. So uh, I almost walked away from the show, um, but I didn't. I'm here and I will continue to do the show. I don't know how long. I'll be honest about that. Um, it might be a year, it might be five years, we shall see. But that event, those three weeks ago, basically reinforced what I had started to do with that other podcast, um, making sure that I'm doing what I need to do to keep myself alive, for lack of a better phrase. So wanted to share that with you guys, the I was going to do it at some point in time, but the fact that I had a guest that did not show up basically opened up the door to allow me to do this with you this evening and uh, give you an update on where that is. So, I mean, I'm looking, I'm good, I'm fine. I never had any issues with vision in the eye. I never had any issues with dizziness, vertigo, or anything like that. I had, obviously, with the pain in the shoulder and the tingling, lost a little strength, that's pretty much all back. Um, and I'll be talking about it on my unhealthy podcast in the future. I don't know exactly when. So if you want to hear much more detail on that, that'll be on the unhealthy podcast. And that's easy to find. It's Uncle Marv. Look it up. So right now we're going to continue on with the show and we'll be right back with some other announcements. The new EtherScope NXG is here. 
the first all-in-one network analyzer to fully support Wi-Fi 6 and 6E. Evaluate Ethernet and wireless networks with a simple but powerful auto test delivering in-depth network visibility fast with minimal training. Etherscope NXG, your portable network expert from NetAlly, has got you covered 100%. Visit netally.com slash etherscope today to request a demo. All right. Welcome back. So NetAlly is the presenting sponsor for the show. NetAlly is a company that specializes in providing innovative and reliable network testing and analysis tools for network and security professionals worldwide. So visit them over at NetAlly.com. Of course, you can head over to ITBusinessPodcast.com, hit the sponsor page, and you'll see them there. You will see them along with SuperOps who is a show partner here. They sponsor the drinking mug that I use each night. They also sponsor the Florida Man segment, which will be coming up as well. Our live show sponsor is Computers Done Right, a managed service provider out of Venice, Florida, your go-to destination for all your computer needs, computersdoneright.com. Uh, let's see here. I want to do. I want to give a shout out announcement. I've been doing these shows where I've been focusing on community. So I just had a podcast released last night where I had Amy Babinchek on. So I'm sorry. I'm looking up something else. So I want to have it ready for you, but I don't have the right page. Uh, so check out those shows over at itbusiness.com itbusinesspodcast.com. Uh, I do want to go back. It was announced on the IT Business Owners Facebook group, who I had on a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, Scott Sanders. Uh, the 2024 member cruise is officially on, and it is going to well, – I have the webpage for it, so I'll put the link in for the show. Uh, that is going to be later this year. I'm on their webpage, but here we go. Friday, November 8th to Monday, November 11th. And that is going to be the dates there. And I don't know if they're going out of Cape Canaveral again, but they are going to be on the Royal Caribbean Utopia of the Seas. I believe that is a brand new Royal Caribbean ship. I think they have two or three coming out. Uh, so you are going to get to be on a lovely brand new ship. And again, I can't see where that comes out of, but it's going to be your typical Friday to Monday cruise. You're going to have a day at Coco Cay, the exclusive island for Royal Caribbean. And then you're going to head over to, I don't know, somewhere. I thought it was the Bahamas, but I can't tell that. You'll have the link. You'll go find it and do all that. So the IT Business Owners Group member cruise happening this November, that will be there. Uh, if you did pay attention to my previous podcast released over the weekend where I mentioned the Florida Man games and I did a little rant on uh, Emily Glass, the outgoing CEO of Synchro, they have already announced their new CEO, Michael George. And yes, it's it's the reverse of George Michael, uh, but Michael George is going to be the new CEO at Synchro. 
and has already vowed and dedicated to uh, continue improving Synchro, making things better. I have reached out to Synchro to see if we can get more information or get somebody on the podcast. And I did get a response and they said they will get back to me as soon as they can. So that is going to, that is going to happen. And let me get to my other page here. So I mentioned that March is going to be money month. One of the things that I did talk about doing this year was trying to spend more time getting you more guests and more shows based on the business side of tech. So we always talk about the stack. We talk about pricing, but we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about money in the sense of how to get our accounts right. What things should we really be focusing on to maximize our profits, making sure that we have a healthy business? So I'm going to have several guests on this month where we're going to talk about those things and we're going to get deep. It's not going to be that little superficial Hey, here's three things to focus on. You know, we're not going to just list KPIs and stuff. We're actually going to get down deep into what we need to be doing as IT service providers to make sure that we're focused on the right things. Most of us started as a tech and we became business owners or we became self-employed and weren't necessarily business men and women. So even if we've made the business work for a number of years, we still may not be doing things right. We still may be talking about the fact that, man, why is there no money in this industry? Um, so we're going to be talking about that stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently I'm behind on the chat and uh, Michael George. Well, got to have faith. <laughs> so there we go. Thanks, Chris, for that. Uh, so we're going to be, like I said, talking about money. In the month of March, I'm also going to be doing a couple of mini shows where I'm going to pick a tip that I've gotten over the years that I've learned from my clients who were attorneys. And attorneys, as we know, are some of the best billers in the world. I mean, they bill for everything and they're unapologetic about it. So we're going to be going through that. I'm going to go back and Find, I'm not just going to share the tips. I want to go back and share the foundation of the tip, how I've implemented it in my business and what that, uh, what that may or may not do for you. Some of you are going to be like, yeah, whatever, Marv. But some of you may at least understand how I've done things over the years because a lot of you have asked, you know, why, how do I get to do these things as a solo tech that, you know, larger MSPs do? It's, it's not that I do the same thing as them. It's not that I do it better. I've just found what works for me, what works for my area and my clients, and that's uh, that's what I'll be sharing. Uh, I went back and found, because I, I had to give you the foundation of what really changed my billing when it came to the business. So most of you know I started my business in 97. I did it after leaving the computer repair shop that I was at. I was the tech manager at the time. I ran the tech department. I oversaw uh, one other tech that was directly in my space. And then we had a warehouse that another tech ran the warehouse. And it was a weird situation because it was a warehouse that was really more for overflow. 
uh, our owner would buy like truckloads of old computers, used computers, um, liquidations, companies that had gone out of business, and he would just buy truckloads. We're talking trailer, 18-wheel trailer trucks. And we would bring all that stuff in. We would parse out all the equipment. And every Saturday, we would have basically a, a garage sale, a rummage sale out of the tech department where we would just pull computer stuff out, hard drives, video cards, motherboards with the CPU and fan. And we would tell people, look, we don't know if it works or not, but it's coming out of here. Most of it worked. And then all the good computers, of course, we put up front on the sales floor of the store. But that's where I came from. And back then, all we knew was how to bill by the hour. And at the time, $60 an hour was the rate. And I got that rate just because that's what we charged the shop for any type of repairs. So even when I did start going on site, $60 an hour was what I charged in 1997. So when it came to 2007, for the most part, I was still charging 60 bucks an hour, but I knew that that was low. And I happened to be talking with another attorney friend of mine. And I won't say friend at the time, but that attorney was a previous client of mine and had contacted me afterwards a couple of times to help them at their house for stuff when we were still doing residential, um, help them pick out TVs and stuff like that. And, and I got to talking with them because they asked how the business was going and I told them and they had – asked me about a couple of things. And so I shared with them the largest client at the time was really just killing me. And when I say killing me, meaning they were, they were 50% of my time. And I felt like I needed to get more in terms of it. Now, 2007, even though I was doing a retainer system, it was still basically a retainer of X number of hours at X number of dollars. But at least they had gotten to the point where I didn't really keep track of the hours to the nth degree. So there were months that I went over and there were months that I stayed under, but as long as it kind of averaged out, it was fine. But that hourly rate that I was doing for their retainer was 60 bucks an hour. And I remember telling the attorney, I want to raise it to 90, but I need to go find a way to sit with them and talk with them and see if that's okay. And she looked at me and she said, why are you even asking? Don't just raise your rate. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, if you go into target or you go into any of these stores, they don't ask you if you're okay with the rate increase you go into a mechanic, you go to – you call an AC shop, you you call a plumber. You, They don't ask you if it's okay to raise the rates. So why are you asking your clients if it's okay to raise the rates? Because I was still under that mindset that we as IT folk, even if we weren't a big company, you know, we were kind of like if people didn't want to pay our rates, they would just call somebody else. And so that was the the mindset that I was going with. And she's like, don't ask, just do. And you'll find out how good of a client they are 
if they continue to pay you. And if they don't want to pay you, then you know they're not your client. So I actually went today and found, and you're not going to be able to see this, but I'm going to hold up to the screen the letter that I wrote to the managing partner and to the office administrator that I was working with at the time. And I just simply (laughs) drafted a letter that said, in order to support our continued growth in services and maintain your commitment to excellence or our commitment to excellence, we have adjusted our network support rates for your company to be the following. And remember, I had told you that all my rates were $60 an hour that I had not raised since 97. And I said on-site service for network and exchange administration, $90 an hour. Desktop support technician, $75 an hour. Telephone and remote support, $75 an hour. I did have a technician working with me at the time, which is why I had the two different rates. One rate for me, one rate for my tech. And I said, these rates will become effective on February 1st, 2007. As always, we are committed to your success and to providing you unequaled value in your information technology needs. Please call me directly if you have any questions or concerns. We thank you for your business and continued loyalty. Sincerely, Marvin B. So that was a letter literally that I wrote. I walked it into the office, handed it to the office administrator. She looked at me and she said, what are you doing? I said, uh, haven't raised the rates since we started working with you. And at that time, I think I had worked with them. So I had met them in 2000, officially went under contract in 2002. So five years I had been with them. And she said, wait, wait just one second. She went into the managing partner and he, of course, calls me in and he looks at me. He goes, Mavi, what is this? And I tell him, I said, I got to raise your rates. It's time. He goes, Mavi, I got to eat. And I said, I do too. And he laughed and he said, okay. And that was it. And that was the start of, I mean, I would say it was a great relationship for many, many years, but it was, it was an awakening for me to get to the point where I knew that I would be in charge of my business and my rates and the services that I provided almost to a sense of respect that I'm not going to be walked over in a sense where I'm not going to have this. And let me go back and and give a little bit of why I was where I was. So this was a customer that there were times when they were late with their payment. Now that this was a big firm, this was my largest client at the time. They were, and I just had, this was, this ended up being the biggest client, not that I've ever had, but at the time it was just the one office. It was about 42 people in the office, maybe 45 ish. And they had, they had been late a couple of months. And I remember adding a late fee to the invoice and the, office manager said, we don't pay late fees. And I remember making the comment of, can you then please pay on time? And so that had happened a couple of times before I did this letter. Uh, there was a time where they asked me to cut my fees and they wanted me to cut the price on hardware. 
And in the beginning, I would give them a little discount. I'd say, okay, yeah, I can come down 10%, blah, blah, blah. Well, after this letter, that did not happen anymore. And the very next time that that office administrator said, Marvin, why is there a late fee on here? And I said, well, you're late. And she said, we don't pay late fees. And I said, you're either going to pay the late fee or I'm going to bill you somewhere else to make up for it. And from that point on, they they weren't late again. This client stopped asking me to cut my rates and to stop discounting hardware because I told him, I said, look, I've got to make some money somehow. I have an office just like you that I've got to support. I have expenses. I have to drive my car here, pay for gas, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I felt ridiculous having to justify all of these things to them. But I don't know if I had the succession then or later because I did have another head-to-head with them where I just made the comment. I said, listen, you guys are attorneys. You bill for everything. You One of your office hours can take care of such and such. And there were some – I don't want to say too much about them because it's not fair to them and in some ways. I don't want to blow them up. But this this company made a lot of money. This was a customer that I finally made the point later, a few years later, uh, where I said millionaires don't get discounts. They get enough stuff handed to them, and it's probably wrong of me to say that, but I'm at the point – I was at the point with them where I'm like, look, you guys have no problem paying other people for stuff. You have no problem spending ridiculous amounts of money on dinners and alcohol. You have Christmas parties that probably at the time would have – you know, paid for my entire payroll office expenses and all of that stuff at the time. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, and I just finally said, I, I need to get paid too. I'm not going to live like a pauper just so that you can be happy. So this is where that started. And I'll be sharing more of these stories and tips that I learned from attorneys over the years. And we will f- embed them into the money month of March for the IT business podcast. And I hope that you enjoy them. If you have similar stories or better stories, let me know and uh, we'll share them. So tonight for Florida man, because we talked about Florida man games, uh, I'm only going to share one story. And again, the Florida Man segment is sponsored by Super Ops, Super Stops, Super Ops, (laughs) Super Stops. The cutting-edge platform designed to streamline and optimize IT service delivery with its comprehensive suite of tools, Super Ops empowers IT teams to efficiently manage tasks, tickets, and projects, ultimately enhancing productivity and clients' satisfaction. Head over to superops.com for more. Actually, don't go there. Go to the IT Business Podcast and click on Sponsor. There is a link there where you can sign up for a demo, and it's an affiliate link. I'm not going to lie. If you sign up and stay with them, I get some money, and that will help fund our trip to St. Augustine next year uh, with Eric and all things MSP to cover the Florida Man Games. So – I'm only going to read one story 
And it happened literally right after the Florida Man Games this weekend. The title is Florida Man Radio Returns to Full Market Signal in Orlando. So JVC Media's Florida Man Radio, which launched in Orlando in 2019, was placed on a handful of signals in the Sunshine State. We'll return to full signal. So let's see, blah, blah, blah. John Caravina, CEO, tells Inside Radio that the change will take place on Monday, March 5th. And will also include a new FM translator signal in the Ocala market. The talk radio format anchored by Bubba the Love Sponge in the mornings. First debuted back in September 2019. The station was quickly simulcast to the Gainesville Ocala market. It was eventually flipped to a simulcast of country and then was sold to Educational Media Foundation for 454000 last July. So currently, Florida Man Radio, in addition to Bubba the Love Sponge, includes Westwood One's Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Premier Radio Network's Jesse Kelly Show. I didn't need to read all the rest of that, but just thought it was interesting to let you know that Florida Man Radio, it was around, kind of sputtering, but right after the Florida Man Games, it returns to full market signal March 5th. All right. Um, that is it for the show. I do want to say that our good friend uh, Eric had mentioned on his show that next week we are going to be doing something that is going to be quite interesting. So Eric and I did a crossover show. Last year, that was absolutely fantastic. He and I simulcast basically on our two channels. Next week, same slot. So you can come right here to watch it on any of the platforms that I do. You can also head over to the website and see it. But there is going to be a star-studded super show special. And this is going to be featured and sponsored by Super Ops. But it is going to include uh, the IT Business Podcast, All Things MSP, MSP Unplugged. Uh, there's a couple of other people. Eric Simpson. I don't know what the name of his show is or content. But all of us will be simulcasting to all of our channels next Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. So come and see that star-studded Super Show special. It will be March 6, 8 p.m. Eastern on all of our stations. All right, folks, that's it. Thank you very much for listening to me ramble for a little bit. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Man Games. Check out the links in the show notes. And for all your information, head over to itbusinesspodcast.com to check out any of the old shows and I will be putting up a new queue here probably in a week or so. Uh, we'll have more audio shows only. So click on one of your favorite podcatchers to catch when those are. Uh, but that's going to do it. We'll see you soon. And until next time, come on, holla. <laughs>